Welcome to the Counting Stats Podcast. I'm MLB Content Director at DrRoto.com, Lou Landers. You can find all my content at DrRoto.com. Check out our fantasy baseball draft guide on sale now. It's been on sale for a while, but will still be on sale over the next few weeks. Don't forget to get that before all your major drafts. Today, going to look at the post-lockout free agency and trades in Major League Baseball what they mean for their teams, and the players' fantasy values. We had a bunch of stuff happen, really, in the last 72 hours or so. We'll start with starting pitcher Carlos Rodon signing with the San Francisco Giants, getting a two-year, $44 million deal from the Giants. He put together the best season of his career in 2021, and he's had injury issues in the past, but the fantasy value has to go up with this news going to San Francisco. They're a really strong team when it comes to acquiring pitchers and getting the best out of them. It helps that they have one of the best pitchers ballparks in all of Major League Baseball. And looking at Rodon, the only issue really is injuries. Um, he's had a number of them throughout his career and big-time strikeout pitcher who was excellent through the month of July last year before kind of fading. I think he hit around 100, 110 innings and kind of faded away. That might happen again in San Francisco, but the innings you're going to get are going to be elite. So a really nice deal for the Giants, for Rodon. And if you have Rodon shares, you should be happy. And if you're drafting soon, you can look at him, certainly not as an SP1, maybe not even as an SP2 because you might only get the 100, 110 innings, but a really, really good SP3 or a solid SP2 who you can supplement maybe with another uh, pitcher who is going to be on a bit of an innings limit or uh, with a really good relief pitcher as well. Many options there, but Rodon, very, very high upside pitcher. Another lefty not goes west, stays west, and that's Clayton Kershaw re-signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not much of a surprise here. It seemed like it was either going to come down to his former team, the Dodgers, or his hometown, Texas Rangers. Kershaw, not the pitcher he once was, but still a pretty solid season in 2021. Three and a half ERA, elite strikeout rate of 29 and a half, very good walk rate of 4.3 does come with workload concerns, is now 34 years old, has had some injuries holding him back over the past few years, and he only threw 121 and two-thirds innings last year. With all that being said, though, the peripherals I told you about with the strikeout percentage, the walk percentage, seems to show that he's still a very effective pitcher when he pitches, and the workload concerns are why you're getting him at a pretty nice discount in your drafts. This guy used to be an SP1 and go at an SP1 price. You can now get him as a low SP2 option. And again, may only get 120, 130 innings, but they're going to be very quality innings. So good stuff there with the Dodgers and Kershaw. The Twins and Rangers make a trade. Mitch Garver for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. And more on Falefa soon, but from the Rangers standpoint, they get an everyday catcher in Garver who was big-time power for 20-plus homers who can hit in the middle of their order, probably somewhere between Nate Lowe and Corey Seager as it stands now, splitting up those lefties. So you might even hit in the cleanup spot, which is a really, really nice spot from a fantasy perspective. From the Rangers' standpoint as well, trading away Kiner Falefa does open up at-bats. Maybe it's Nick Solak, maybe it's Andy Ibanez. Either way, 
this is a way for these guys to get some more at bats. Solak, who had questionable playing time for a while, probably doesn't, at least at this moment, so that's good. On the twin side, the trade of Garver opened up regular playing time for Ryan Jeffers for about 24 hours, that is. More on that in a bit as well. Jeffers should still see more at bats than he did a year ago, but things have become more complicated. Blue Jays signed starting pitcher Yusei Kikuchi, a good move by the Toronto Blue Jays. He's going to provide depth in its rotation. They already have Berrios. They already have Manoa. They signed Kevin Gosman. They have Hunjin Ryu. So all Kikuchi does really is provide depth, veteran presence, a guy who can eat some innings. From a fantasy perspective, Kikuchi going to have a tougher division in the AL East and a tougher ballpark in Toronto, but he does join a team that should provide him with a ton of run support, one of the best lineups in all of Major League Baseball. The move probably doesn't impact his ADP all that much other than now he signed, so there's not really any guessing as to when or where he will be pitching, so that's a key factor there. The Oakland A's trade starting pitcher Chris Bassett to the New York Mets. Bassett being traded has been expected since before the MLB lockout. The A's entering a rebuilding phase, and he was one of the main pieces on the block, including Montas, Sean Manaya, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, etc. Mets already had added Max Scherzer this offseason to a rotation that featured Jacob deGrom, Carlos Carrasco, and Taiwan Walker. Now adding Bassett goes from being the number one starter in Oakland to arguably being the number three, maybe even number four starter for the Mets. A big boost in my opinion for Bassett from a fantasy value here he's leaving a pitcher's park in Oakland I know that but the new home he has in City Field is also very pitcher friendly he joins a team that's trying to win now a revamped lineup and Oakland where he was going to be pitching is a team that is probably going to finish at the bottom of their division Bassett one year left on his deal Mets get him now where they get a full year from him as opposed to trading for him in July where they only get a couple months really good move by the Mets have possibly the deepest or one of the deepest rotations in Major League Baseball and arguably the best top three now in Major League Baseball White Sox signed relief pitcher Joe Kelly and utility man likely second baseman Josh Harrison Kelly joins an already loaded bullpen uh, probably doesn't have much fantasy value considering he would need multiple injuries to different players to get save opportunities, but he is a veteran presence, a guy who's been there, done that in the playoffs, in the World Series, and he's going to certainly help out in that bullpen. Craig Kimbrell still expected to be traded from the White Sox, by the way. With Josh Harrison, though, value went up big time with this move. He joins one of the best lineups in Major League Baseball. I mentioned likely to play second base more often than not. That role was going to go to Lurie Garcia, who I was taking late in some drafts. No interest really in Garcia anymore, but with Harrison filling in at second base most of the time, he gets a bump. He could also fill in at third or in the outfield from time to time as well. This is a guy you should be targeting 20th round or so in your 15-team leagues. The Houston Astros signed utility man Nico Goodrum. Uh, signing definitely puts Goodrum on the map for the 2022 baseball season. He can play all over the infield, in the outfield as well, which makes him a good fit for the Astros, considering right now 
They do not have a shortstop with Carlos Correa being a free agent, and the center field job really isn't claimed by anyone at this point. Lots of options, no true starting center fielder, though. So that gives Goodrum an opportunity to compete for either one of those roles, joining a lineup that is very talented in Houston. He has stolen base potential, and he might be a nice late-round flyer for you in your fantasy leagues. Rockies signed relief pitcher Alex Colomay, and he's about to see a massive boost in his ADP. He's now the most established closer the Rockies have, and is the immediate favorite to take over for saves. Even bad teams get saves, folks, and at some point, Colomay likely to be traded to a contender. He would lose that closer's job, but for the first three to four months of the year, he will be the guy to rack up saves, and although the ratios might be ERA of five, whip close to one and a half, he can still get you 20 to 25 saves, and 20 to 25 saves goes a long way in fantasy baseball, especially in your Roto Leagues. Minnesota Twins continue to stay busy. They acquire Sonny Gray from the Cincinnati Reds, and it's a pretty shocking move. Not that Gray was traded, but that the Twins were the team to do it. They're not thought of as a team trying to win now, but looks like they might be. They struck the earlier deal for Isaiah kind of Falefer. Uh, again, more on that. Isaiah kind of Falefa, I should say. Uh, but now acquiring Sonny Gray uh, makes the Twins look like they might be trying to contend. They're not going to catch the White Sox in the AL Central, but they could compete for a wild card spot potentially. On paper, this move definitely helps Sonny Gray and his fantasy value. He leaves one of the more hitter-friendly ballparks in Cincinnati, heads to Minnesota, much more neutral, maybe even a little pitcher-friendly at times. Twins traded their 2021 first-round pick, Chase Petty, to make this deal happen. Gray looks to be the number one starter with Dylan Bundy behind him, Joe Ryan, and some others competing for the mix. Twins make another deal here. Finally, we get to Isaiah kind of Falefer and where he's going to be playing, at least it looks like this year, unless he gets traded again. He spent 24 hours with the Twins. Now he heads to the Yankees with Josh Donaldson. Twins get Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. And this trade really came out of nowhere. The Yankees had been linked to Isaiah Kana-Falefa in the past, but now uh, they get him from the Minnesota Twins, not from Texas. Him and Donaldson going to the Bronx. They fit in very well. Donaldson is a major upgrade offensively at third base. Can still play above average defense. The concerns with him are the calf issues he's had. Can he stay healthy? Kana-Falefa gives the Yankees a shortstop. Um, certainly one that can play shortstop better than that of Gio Urshela was expected to be or what Gleyber Torres provided a year ago. Is he going to be the starting shortstop? That's yet to be determined, but he should get consistent playing time, at least as it stands now. Both of them get a fantasy value bump in the right direction, um, going from the Twins to the Yankees, going to Yankee Stadium, joining a very strong lineup. On the Twins side of the deal, it's very interesting. They did not get any prospect capital for this, and the reason was really they wanted to unload the $50 million still owed to Josh Donaldson over the next two years. Good news here, Gio Urshela should be getting regular playing time, whether it be as a starting third baseman, whether it be at shortstop. Sanchez's situation becomes a little more tricky, though. He went from being the number one catcher with the Yankees, who was going to be given some days off for Kyle Higashioka, to now playing potentially second fiddle to Ryan Jeffers. Meaning Sanchez, despite having that power bat, his defensive deficiencies really give him um, a tough time to stay in the lineup consistently unless they try to find some DH role for him. Um, 300 to 350 at bat for Sanchez might be all you get. 
Rochelle's ADP remains about the same. Sanchez might actually drop down a little bit in fantasy. One saving grace here is that many believe, including myself, that Sanchez could not handle the pressure of performing poorly in New York in that big market. When you're playing well in New York, they love you. When you're not, you will hear it from the fans, and some players just can't take it. But now he's away from that. He's in a small market. There's a chance that he can reclaim that elite power bat from the catcher position. Still worth a pick in your leagues 100%, but don't expect him to get as many at-bats as he was going to. At the same time, potentially, even though he's going to a worse ballpark and a worse lineup, the numbers could improve getting away from New York and that big-time pressure. The Washington Nationals surprisingly come in, and they signed Nelson Cruz. Cruz was linked to the Braves, the Brewers, the Padres, the Dodgers, all these teams expecting him to contend. Instead, he goes to the Washington Nationals, who, even with Cruz, are still a fourth or fifth-place team in their division. The idea here for the Nationals is they get three to four great months out of Nelson Cruz and then they trade him away for some prospect capital similar to what the Twins did last year when they traded him to the Rays. The good news here for Cruz is he's so great it doesn't matter where he's playing and he joins a lineup that despite not being strong one through nine does have a nice middle of the order with Juan Soto and Josh Bell. These three do provide a very scary middle of the lineup. Cruz will also of course provide protection for Juan Soto. I think this move gives Juan Soto a boost, even though he's already a top four or five player in fantasy. Cruz, only eligible at utility in fantasy, still worth a pick where he's being taken. This is a 30 to 35 home run, 85 to 100 RBI caliber bat. A nice move for sure by the Washington Nationals to bring in Cruz, help out the team they have currently, but more so what they're going to get in return for him down the line at the trade deadline. That's a wrap of most of the big-time names or the big-time moves that have been made since the lockout ended. Expect a lot more this week or so as spring training begins on Thursday. I'll be back once I have four, five, six, or more transactions to kind of break down for you. But for now, this has been the Counting Stats Podcast. I'm Lou Landers, MLB Content Director at DrRoto.com. Check out our fantasy baseball draft guide. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you learned something or at least enjoyed. I'll catch you next time.